0: This is On the Block with Strick and Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three. And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93.7-a-ticket veteran and Creed stand, Jake Backelman.
1: I love that band, Creed.
0: Coming at you live from the copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America on-air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On The Block with Stricken and Bach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Block is hot. Welcome back to the On The Block with Stricken Bach. I mean, Strick. You're joining us here at 93.7 The Ticket, The Ticket FM, and my partner, Bach. We're in the second hour of On The Block, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in football, dealing with the NIL a little bit. There's a little bit of, hmm, is it cringe worthy or is it something that is needed to be considered? There are some greats that have kind of weighed in on it. They've had their little discussions on it. We're going to have our discussion right here on the block. Also text us if you want to join in the discussion at 402-464-5685 on the Sutter Hammond text line. Also, you may be able to call in. Maybe you can get on the line and voice your opinion on the Honda Lincoln hotline at 402-464-5685. We want to hear from you. Also... Smash that like button if you're joining us there on uh, on uh, the YouTube channel that we have at 93.7 The Ticket as well. Now we're going to get into this. Texas A&M, it is rumored. It is rumored. It is alleged. We don't know for sure what the actual number is. Some are saying that it's worth tw- about 25 to 30 uh, mil tickets. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to kind of weigh it out and say what is it that Jimbo and the crew is to be able to land some odd four stars, like 19 four stars and five and one about to commit a five stars. What are they doing? What is in the cooking down there at College Station that's driving all these kids to want to go there in the SEC as opposed to the usual suspects of Georgia and Alabama? Bach. So one of the things that's kind of crazy about it, right, is the rankings, they they popped, you know, we we saw on a consistent basis over the last, let's say five to seven years, we've just seen a switch, you know, you know, they're dancing and they just switching, you know, uh, between Georgia and, and uh, in Alabama with regards to the top spot, you know, every now and then you'll see Clemson maybe pop their head up in there or somebody like that. But for the most part, it's been Alabama and Georgia. So what is in the cooking? What's going on with the NIL and also... How does Sabin and Kirby smart? What are what is their thoughts on it? Based on what's going on in, in the thirty mil ticket that they dropped by the booster, they got a lot of paperwork down there.
1: <laughs> yeah, apparently they do. College Station has the has the right <laughs> boosters around them. Uh, it, it's it's fascinating. Um, for for what it's worth, they are they do have the number one ranked recruiting class. Have more five stars uh, than anybody else in the nation, outpacing Georgia and Alabama, like you mentioned. The other uh, teams that would be uh, right up there. And I thought it was interesting too because the Florida job, uh, as that opened up, I mean Texas A and M has been doing this all along right I mean the NIL uh, opened up in the summer I believe for uh, college football so they were able to jump on it right away and um, so Jimbo Fisher was asked as the Florida job came open uh, how interested he would be or the, there was kind of rumors there and he said I, uh, to play against my number one ranked recruiting class every year I don't think so <laughs> why would you yeah
0: <laughs> if you got that kind of paperwork I mean I love Florida Bach but doggone it I don't know if they got that kind of paperwork working down there uh, in Florida I, I, I think they got great Boosters, but yeah, and that's what
1: thats what's interesting because we do we do think like when when this all this happened, right? You're thinking, okay, Alabama, this is just going to separate the Alabamas and the Ohio States and the USCs, and they're all they're all going to make you know make that difference. But what we've seen so far in NIL um, is Texas A&M taking the lead on that—a team that's maybe you know is still a a, a, tra- a tradition-rich team, a very you know has a very good history, but maybe not top tier um, in college football. And now we're seeing. With the, with the rumors to Wisconsin for Caleb Williams, the same type of thing, right? That the second, third tier down, those programs are looking to make the biggest moves out of the NIL um, rather than those top ones because those top ones were already there. And so that's why I think, you know, the Nick Sabins of the world, and especially kind of the older coaches that have done it a certain way a long time, um, they want parameters set. They want changes to be made to make sure that this thing doesn't get out of hand, um, while some of the other schools that aren't currently at the top, they don't, uh, you know, they, they're not the best recruiting schools. They they do what they can, like I said, Wisconsin and a Texas A and M. Um, but they're using this opportunity to propel them into that stratosphere because they have the right donors and the right um, guys to uh, uh, to to get them up in that level to be the number one team. So it, it's just fascinating to see. Um, and I think it's it's interesting too because you 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 hear this kind of from Roy Williams. This is cross sport now going to basketball, um, but part of the reason he was ready to step down is because of the changing landscape of NIL and all that stuff that was going to change the way recruiting and college basketball looked. So, you know, you wonder from those kind of older school coaches who've done it the same way for a long time, they're not going to like it. They don't like change that, you know, they, you know, they've had success the, the previous way, so they're not going to be happy to see it, but um, it is the, it is the changing landscape of college football and whoever steps up and, and makes those moves, um, especially, I think initially is going to get a jump on the rest of the teams.
0: Let's be honest about it. Right. I mean, I come from Nebraska, Uh, you know, the university, I come from that aspect and the recruiting parts, you know, uh, Tom Osborne was around, you know, he also recruited me uh, Nebraska having the cleanest program in the nation uh, we know a lot of our organizations dropped the bag. You know, we don't we don't like to all talk about it, but we know the bag was being dropped. But now it's just like legalization of marijuana. <laughs> it's like you know, I, you know, the hustler on the corner was dropping it off. You know, on the low low on the on the sneak sneak. <laughs> but now you know the you know the 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 the, the dirty programs the <laughs> of the day was dropping it off on the sneak sneak. Now yeah. all of a sudden, all you gotta go is do is go to the dispensary of the booster club and get the NIL cracking. So it's just become <laughs> legal out there. It's a free for all. The question is, Bach, at the end of the day, does this equivocate other organizations? Would this raise the bar of a Syracuse or raise the bar of a Florida state or raise the bar of an NC state, uh, giving them the opportunity to be able to equivocate themselves with uh the bigger programs that are out there, right? Because when you look at Texas A&M, yes, Texas A&M is rich. Yes, they've got a great donor base, but do they have as more, much as, as Texas? Uh, we'll see if that, if you know, if they're able to jump in there, but um, that's a question I want to ask. Does it equivocate now other programs, even though they may be smaller in their stature, but would it be able to raise their bar jumping into this NIL play?
1: I think it allows, it, it, it presents the opportunity, right? It's still the, those those power programs. It, the money has been funneling into them because they are power programs, right? So, I mean, they they've been able um, to to build this following and to get these donors that have been on board for the longest time. They're going to be more inter- you know. It's it's hard just to to all of a sudden with it open, um, unless you have, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> you know somebody that's that you know just huge. Um, alumni that can all of a sudden funnel the money in it's it usually has been happening already through the university or to the university uh, and now it's just kind of changing hands now towards those players so it's usually still kind of uh, the, the thought for me is still the rich stay rich right or the rich get richer or whatever it's going to be the same type of schools competing at the top of the NIL but there are a few, few schools that that have, have jumped that level right like we said with Texas A&M and it's very important for them to do that right they they right now are the the lone Texas representation within the SEC. That was kind of their big um, deal when they jumped over to the SEC was to bring Texas in. Now all of a sudden, Texas and Oklahoma are joining Texas A&M drops a little bit in the prestige rankings as far as the SEC goes, which means less power in those rooms when you're talking to them. So they've got to make that move, and they have. They've hired Jimbo Fisher. They've now got that, that top-ranked recruiting class, um, and obviously they beat Alabama this last year. The success on the field, uh, it, it seems to be following, or at least you would think it would, would at some point, with Jimbo Fisher being a national championship coach in the past. Um, so I think that it can. Um, you know, Certainly if you have the right donors in place, uh, but I, I think that for the longest time, too, it, arguing on behalf of the players and the players getting this, um, I've always thought that it would be very good for Nebraska, right? Maybe they're not that top tier, top 10 um, program as far as um, donors and all that stuff, but they're up there, like top 25, top 15, whatever. Um, so I, I think that it will continue to help Nebraska. And for certain schools, if you can if you can buy in the right donors, I mean, you think of Michigan State, really, like – put out a blank check for Mel Tucker I don't know how much that helped with their with their initial class in the transfer portal um, but you would expect that uh, you know moving forward the big Ten schools the SEC schools um, you know that that kind of have those bigger fan bases will be able to separate themselves a little bit more and at least move up I don't know if it's for Michigan State moving up to number one but moving up from you know maybe 25 to 18th and that will be a big deal for them
0: well, at this point, you know Texas A&M is the don of the NIL, and Mel Tucker's the don of the transfer portal. Unless you know Frost gets something turned around in this upcoming season, one of the things that I think, as I was as I was looking over the information of uh, what, what we're d- discussing and, and looking into Saban and how they're doing things, I love I just love Saban's approach. Right, Saban, you know, he thinks he doesn't look at it from a standpoint that the nil is a situation that needs to be overly regular he realizes he has to make the adjustment right like you know you you said um some coaches may not actually like it because of the change I just love how he's pliable and he understands that, you know what, we got to get in where we fit in, you know, it's just going to be part of the game. Yeah. I used to dominate the old method, but let me go ahead and dominate this method too. I just got to switch it up. So, but he, he would like to see some, you know, just, just some restraints on it because it can, it can get pretty ugly if you really think about it. It, it, just like in anything, anything that's uh, just a a wild, wild West, you know, it'll, it can become wild. So at the end of the day, I love the way he looked at it from this standpoint too, is that the thing you have to manage when you're looking at this NIL situation is not necessarily only the money or the donors or whatever the situation is there. You have to manage inside the locker room. And I love that his take on that. I love that he understands the next level of it. Right. Because just like, just like in the, in, in, in the NFL, right, when you're looking at the, the, the Green Bay Packers, you're looking at Aaron Rodgers in the locker room he's got the big check making the 24 million you're looking at the linemen making the 1 million the 2 million but then you're also looking at Aaron Rodgers you know doing the you know uh state farm with the Rodgers rate you see what I'm saying so he's getting the big that so so in essence the way that Saban is looking at it he understands that Bryce Young is approaching the seven-figure range as far as that that's it so then His linemen, or whatever, if they're complaining or they're all upset about the fact that he's getting all this paper, well, Nick Saban's understanding the next discussions that need to be made within that locker room is that, well, you know, it is what it is. Get used to it, baby, because it's the same way in the NFL. Yeah. I'm producing NFL players now, you know, get, you know, it is what it is, baby. Aaron Rodgers, you know, uh, 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 shoot, um, who else? Uh, brought Tom Brady, we can just go down the whole list, right? Of all the, the, the top tier quarterbacks, get in, baby. That's how it's it. That's how oh, it yeah. is. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we always get those commercials there. Even Baker Mayfield's uh, always at the, the stadium making yeah. money. I always think of Donovan McNabb with the Chucky soup. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean they get they get a majority of the NIL opportunities, right? Because I mean they're kind of the face Faces of the program, but I do find that fascinating. Um, what you said, kind of, and, and, and you're right. It, it does project to the next level. It's the same type of situation there, um, where there are going to be different guys making different amounts of money. Um, but does that change how you coach them? I mean, it, are they are they a bigger asset if you if you know your donors that you have to rub elbows with all the time have spent so much money on them, or like I mean, there's a perfect example was Oklahoma, right, where Spencer Rattler had two cars from mm-hmm. a you know, and and probably a lot more as an Opened up, uh, and they eventually went with Caleb Williams, who probably didn't have anywhere near that type of um, nil money. And now Caleb Williams, of course, is going to be cashing in on that. But um, to make those decisions is fascinating, and it reminds me of something we've talked about too with Frank Vogel and the Lakers. To make that pro comparison with uh, Russell Westbrook, is are, are, are you are you allowed to? Like you need the, the 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 idea there with the Lakers was that Frank Vogel got permission management to be able to bench russell westbrook and the reason he needs permission as the head coach is because the investment in russell westbrook um so it, it's it's going to be fascinating to see how that trickulates down to the college level with these head coaches and can you make those moves as easily or do you need to talk with the the big time donors
0: there's a great point and i again i just love his mind i was just so intrigued by his mind right the way that Saban looks at it is is unusual as the way that probably just the average Joe Blow or just a regular coach would look at this situation, right? He would think that it would provide more power in the opposite manner. Well, he says the dynamic of it is that it gives more power to Saban over the players. <laughs> That's the way he sees it, right? He's like, this enhances my power right now. The dynamic of the transfer portal is like free agency. It gives power to the kids. NIL, he says, he feels as if it gives more power back to the coaches in that basically it, it 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 provides them with an opportunity for the coach. You have to make the coach happy in order to get on the field so you can get NIL money. Oh, yeah. So you got to you got to go out. You got to show and prove you got to you got to step up. You got to show every week. You got to be consistent. You got to do the job. You got to figure out a way to compete, to get on the field, period. You want the big money, work it out. And, and so he feels as if that's the way that it's going to help them to be able to maintain the power as coaches to get the players and to get the most out of the players who is actually is pursuing the bag.
1: I want to head to the uh, starter hammond text line, too. 402-464-5685 if you want to chime in. I've seen some interesting discussions there. Um, Brev says, uh, need to set a salary cap on the NFL or on, on the NIL. Um, that would certainly be interesting. It would somewhat take away from the idea of it, right, is that, that you have, <laughs> kind of have the open, um, you know, on your name and likeness and all that you can make as much money as you can, just like anybody, like you or I can at this yeah. point. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know if the, the salary cap would help kind of clean it up to a degree. But, but I kind of like Major League Baseball's no salary cap uh, and letting it be as wild as it can be. Um, Augie says, I agree with VJ that the NIL money should be banked for the players until they graduate or get drafted. Give them a percentage, but give them a reason to stick around. Um, Again, I, I think that maybe that this could be done, and of course if you have a governing body, an organization like the NCAA, maybe you could restrict it that way. But again, I think that takes away a little bit from the overall idea of letting these players be free and able to make whatever money they can with their name. Because I mean, I, I mean, you'd really have to get into that. Like, right. When do they graduate or, or if they don't graduate, if they want to transfer, do they get the money, you know, all that sort of stuff. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a weird conversation to have putting uh, limits on this.
0: That, I mean, that point though, something I just thought about as he made that, that, that point on the text line um, I think there should be something involved where you don't get all the bag, that you get a percentage that is put aside into some investment, into something like that. Whereas if whatever happens with your career, it goes similar to what happened with Alan Iverson, right? What Reebok did with Alan Iverson, Reebok basically, I think, put $40 million into some investment account that accrued some interest. And then once he reaches a certain age, he's able to pull all that money out. I think if you secure whatever a small percentage or a percentage of that money, I think, I think that would be beneficial to the players in some form or fashion where they just don't secure the whole bag, but they, they get a, you know a good percentage of it. I think that's something to look at to into, because now you're looking as if you're helping the, the NIL is a part of helping. It is not just a part of trying to grab grab all the cashola. You yeah, know what I'm saying? it's
1: interesting because you're right. I mean, for a lot of these kids, especially, you know, it's the same thing at the next level. Like if you're not taught about finances, you'll blow through all your finances and you end up not having a whole lot. Um, Start teaching them. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that certainly if there's not that a class in place, and we've talked about this for years, everybody has, is that that really needs to be um, in, in the NFL. I think the NBA, they have kind of introduced those sort of things as well. Um, but it is it is interesting at that point still, you know, taking money away from the kid that, that he currently has earned um, and, and uh, holding on to it until whatever needs to be achieved. It's a little bit strange, but at the same time, I see it as protecting their assets for them. Um, but, at the, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's something that, that can be suggested but not necessarily uh, mandated, I suppose, yeah. because it would be difficult yeah, to, uh, yeah, to hold on to, to somebody's money they earned. Yeah. Um, but it, anyway, it's, it's, it's very interesting. And, you know, you kind of wonder where the power would come from from somebody to um, start to govern this. That's why we call it the Wild Wild West. I mean, it, it's hard to know where that would come from. But there certainly needs to be um, help along the way and, 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 and more help than has been there in the past um, for those kids. Because, I mean, you imagine, it's already hard to um, for, for a lot of people to kind of see a kid go for, you know, get that big come up right once he turns 22 or whatever. But when he's—I mean, these guys are getting now in recruiting. It's not so much the retention of the players all the time. It's recruiting. So it's a kid fresh out of high school. We were all yeah. idiots fresh out of high school. And Big most Not saying that. And then, and then, and I, and
0: some points, our parents were too. So it's right. like—I mean, let's just be honest. I'm not even being funny about it. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the, the other thing is—is
1: is that you know their family, yeah. their friends, they get right. all that money. There's, there's a lot of people looking with open hands about, hey, I helped you or, you know, we're friends or this or that. Um, so that it, it, there is a, there's definitely might be a need for some sort of uh, at least a program to help these kids that are getting big chunks of NIL money.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, great discussion. Thanks for texting into the text line also for your questions and answers. Thank you for joining us again at 93.7 The Ticket. We're going to have my boy, my friend, my partner, my homie. Sense of is going to be joining us when we come back after the break, right here on 93.7 The Ticket, after this. <laughs>